I have a lovely smoker sound. Yeah, so we have had a voice speaking quite a weekend. I was at a concert screaming my lungs out uh-huh. on Friday. We were both around the fire yesterday. Yes, and we got a lot of Palo Santo all over <laughs> us. Yes, yeah, so excuse We have been us. cleared. You're welcome. Yeah. It's been <laughs> wonderful. Um, so today we wanted to kind of talk about two things, and depending on when our conversations were, they made sense. Um, but I've been thinking about the, like, that sort of pressure and obligation you put on yourself to achieve a certain thing. We talked a little bit in previous episodes about the idea of people like, okay, well, I need to be married by the time I'm 30, or I'm going to have kids by the time I'm I want to buy a house by the time I'm 40, I need to retire by I'm 45. Mm -hmm. And these are all really good goals, Mm -hmm. but I have been thinking about it and how those, like that focus on those goals can kind of rob you of the ability to be flexible or appreciate what is actually happening to you. Being present. Yeah. And being grateful for where you are. Yeah. And actually enjoying, you know, the current part of your journey, which we talk a lot. And it also, listen, in a bigger sense, I think it takes away your power. Yeah. You're 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 so concentrated on future power and what needs to be done or what everyone else tells you to do mm-hmm. that you're never focused on what's happening right now and the power that you have right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me that was very resonant in <clears throat> the idea of well it, we all had this experience of not doing certain things until we were thinner. Not doing yeah. this, not wearing this, not having this experience. When I lose until, 20 pounds I'll yeah, go on that then, hike or then I'll go to the dance or Yeah. Then, Whatever, whatever. Wow, yeah, uh, we still do it. I know, I know. I still, I still struggle with that idea. Like, when I do this, I'll definitely do this. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really, it's a huge struggle for me because I've, I mean, I've lost it on so many years. Mm-hmm. And once, here's the thing: once you finally do it, if you, you know, if you're struggling with this idea in any way, um, once you finally do it, it's so liberating and free. Mm-hmm. You sort of have to go through some sort of weird grieving process where you're like, oh, yeah. I should have always done this. Why? Did I waste so much time wearing a t-shirt in the swimming pool mm-hmm. or whatever it was? I mean, I don't know. It, it's, yeah. I still I still struggle with it. I struggle with it, like, but mostly in my fitness journey. Like, when I do this, I'm going to do this. And mm-hmm. when I, it's all, it's all based around, like, fitness, um, not usually activities. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but that's just because that's my own personal journey. Um, yes, and continue talking about this obligation. <laughs> well, so, like... Because when you mentioned grieving, you talked about like, oh, all the time that I missed. But also, I feel like we do sometimes need to grieve that that thing that we wanted that we might not actually be getting. Yeah. Grieve the idea of, oh, I was planning on um, doing this once I looked a certain way. I was planning on wearing mm-hmm. this specific dress. We haven't talked about it in a long time, but... Um, Diet Land, that show. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Well, she it's literally on Hulu now. She, it's on Hulu now, so now it's free. Feel definitely the first like several episodes are amazing. Mm-hmm. The end got a little bit um, dark, yeah, very dark, very intense. But she has this dress that she has kind of idealized and personified. This dress is her future self. She'll even change her name, yeah, she'll go by a different name when she can fit in this dress. And she kind of compares herself, and that is. And so she's missing out on everything else until then because she's not going to go on any dates. She's not going to whatever. So for, I know I had that experience when I was, I definitely had gold clothes, like the clothes that didn't fit me now but would fit me when. And you also have to kind of say goodbye to that. You can't hold on to that I still have gold clothes. Yeah. They're not like extreme. They're like, they're like, maybe when I'm not so bloated. (laughs) But I still have them and they Mm -hmm. still exist and it, um... I think it got, for me, I mean, and I agree, it, the red dress was a big deal. It's in the opening credits. If anything, just if you're if you're struggling with the idea of your body image and what it means in the society, just watch the opening, like watch the opening credits. The credits itself That is an really intense amazing. animation. It is very like, holy crap. Like it, it, to look at it through the eyes of someone who is struggling with this mm-hmm. is very eye-opening and it, it, it speaks to you on a very deep level like, Holy crap, because it's, it just goes through her whole life to, yeah. to, to death. All right, in those opening credits, kind of like how Mad Men did its, its whole thing with the falling yeah. from the, right. I'm going to kick something, you'll hear a noise. Okay, we're all moving on. <laughs> so for me, the gold pants and stuff like that, it's because I struggled a long time with body dysmorphia. Yeah. I remember I told you a long time ago, um, you know, when everyone was on like 
all these like diet pill kicks and stuff. I had done mm-hmm. the diet pill kick. I had, God, you guys, don't do the diet mm-hmm. pill kick. Please, please, please. Speaking as someone who has struggled with that and has obligated herself, because I'm Korean. Mm-hmm. How many plus size Korean girls do you see running around out there who are happy in there? Like, it's not, it's not, and I got told all the time, oh, you'd be so pretty if you had lost weight, or you're, oh my God. And anytime you lost weight, Someone would talk to you about it. But here's the thing. It was never good enough. Mm. It was never good enough. It was always like, oh, you lost weight, but your boobs, your Mm. boobs are really big. So you're never really going to look thin. Mm. And it was, there was nothing that was satisfying. Yeah. So anyway, I went on this diet pill situation. I only used one, but um, I had lost, I mean, very quickly, Mm. a giant amount of weight. But what stemmed from that, a couple things stemmed from that. So when I tell you, please don't do it, it's because of the illness. It took me three years I had to get EKGs all the time I had to like I struggled I was in the doctor's offices a lot but the biggest struggle was the body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. because here's the thing if you're doing it and you've got this goal person in mind what happens when you look in the mirror and you suddenly become this person Mm -hmm. that happened to me I was just walking down through my living room I looked down the hallway and there's a, and there was a longer hallway, and at the end I had a mirror, mm-hmm. and I stopped, and I was walking by the mirror, and I freaked out. I was home alone, mm-hmm. I freaked out, um, and I had roommates at the time, and I looked at this mirror, and I didn't know who was looking back at me, mm-hmm. and because it, it looked just like somebody else was in the mirror, mm-hmm. and I stood there, and I think I stared at myself for like a minute, like because I was my heart's beating. I thought the stranger was in the house. I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I went through a full like. Do I run? Do I like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Fight, then flight or flee? Yeah, and I had to literally calm myself down and say, "Okay, obviously this this is a mirror. This mm-hmm. is a mirror." And then I was like, "Was well, it a ghost?" Like I uh-huh. went through a whole situation for that minute. Yeah. It was so life changing. And then I walked. I started walking towards the mirror, and as I walked towards this mirror, I realized it was me. Mm-hmm. And once I got to the mirror and I touched it, here's the thing: when you lose that big chunk of weight so quickly, or you thin out so quickly and you're not staring at like nowadays we take selfies every day you know in those days we didn't do that Mm -hmm. it is it was so alarming to look at myself Mm -hmm. in the mirror and not know who I was at all I it was like my shell was not mine Mm -hmm. and I touched the mirror and it was so alarming like it was so jolting and it wasn't I wasn't ugly mm-hmm. I, there was nothing wrong with the shell it just it's unfamiliar it was a huge like it was a visual body dysmorphia mm-hmm. that was changing and from that moment on I struggle I, I mean I went out and I like I had to become on the outside what I knew I like I had to go rest- sort of like restore my body mm-hmm. I know that's Probably wasn't the healthiest act, but I didn't know what to do. I was very young, like way too young, teenagers, very scary. And, um, yeah, I freaked out. This whole thing happened. And now, like, I think about it and I was like, the insides, Mm -hmm. your insides need to be strong enough to support whatever's going on on that outside. Because you don't know what you're bringing in. So when I tell you, like, the obligations of other people telling you when you have these goals and all this other stuff. So my gold pair of pants and my gold jeans Mm -hmm. often have something to do, like, Oh, so this was a size that I was happier. Sure. And I could do this activity in. Mm -hmm. And so it was more based around like, oh, I want to do that activity again. And I have to like, I was like, we'll just do the activity. Mm -hmm. So I still struggle with this thing that you're talking about, the obligation, the Mm -hmm. obligation to, I don't know. I don't know. I'm struggling here. Well, I mean, so, because it's the same the, the idea of having goals, the idea of having plans are a good thing. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But the goals with being so focused that you are not present, are not yeah. aware of what might be realistic or more correct for you in the moment because we tend to set these goals and follow them and work on them for years. Um, but our needs change, our surroundings change, everything else might change. Yeah. And it's harder for us to change those goals because realistically it's like, well, am I giving up? Am I failing? Am I a bad person or do I suck because I wasn't able to get this one thing done? Mm -hmm. But if you are so driven and so focused on getting to this one thing, you can actually end up hurting yourself either by staying in a situation that is no good for you, by pushing yourself. Like, so for... I started working with, like, the college-age population. Okay. And this is a major, like, life change when you're getting to that, like, 18 to 20 where you are learning who you are as a person. You're choosing what is your future. You're doing all this. And especially right now in our culture, we seem to have put a lot of pressure on our kids 
of like you need to you know certain apparently I, I don't have kids and I but they start selecting their specialties literally in middle school. Yeah. If you're going to be a doctor, you need to be in a math science. If you're going to be a creator, you need to be in a performing arts school. And you need to audition to get in those. You need to get good grades from the time you're in fourth grade. Like, it's insane. And so what if you're a kid who has grown up wanting to be a doctor and then you get into your, you know, mm-hmm. pre-med program and you hate it or you're not good at it? Like, what do you do? You have to fully throw out this entire identity and start over again like how life destroying is that and so even if that's not necessarily your Mm -hmm. I guess I just want us to be aware of what our how we're defining our personhood and who we are and like what makes us matter because I like in trying and being so how would we do that how do we find our personhood then well you have to define it less by external things the external job that you do, the external way that you look, the external relationship that you have, and more about, like, who you are (laughs) as a person. And hopefully that will allow you to change a little bit and grow and be flexible. Because who you are as a person, I don't know that it changes tons, right? Yeah. But what you do changes a lot. (laughs) What you want changes a lot. Who, you know, how you... And and you need to be okay with that. Yeah. Like, if you're so... That's right. Okay, okay, I get it. I get it. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. It only took 10 minutes to understand what... Wait, what... Yeah, okay. So, okay, wait. Hold... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna let you... Well, so... Let me just, like, struggle through this... this, This, you know, pin that just got through. Um, Okay, so what you're saying is... Okay, so it's not just about the obligation. It's it's what that happens to us... During this obligation, it's not yeah. just about missing out. It's about just identifying yourself yeah. within this obligation that I am this, and if I'm not this, then who am right. I, and everything else. And so, if you're so focused on being this other thing, when other things come along, or when other change things happen or change happens, the adaptability sure. is almost nil. Like, yeah. like I am, I. I you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like a pianist who's, mm-hmm. who's played and played and played and played and played or a surgeon who's, and something happens to your hands. Now who are you? Yeah. And, and that struggle is real. So how do we, how, like, but how do we equate that? Like, how do we parallel that with this idea of our, like, with the idea of being plus size, with this idea of our bodies? Well, so it's the idea of deciding that I, it's literally kind of like justifying your existence. It's that you're, I'm okay to be, I'm even, we <laughs> talked about the, the, the well-behaving or who, I promise I'm going to get to a point. I'm trying to get to the idea of talking about like the, the good fatty, like the, the fatty that is always having salad, talking about how much they work out, working towards like you're kind of justifying like, yes, I'm fat now and I'm sorry about that. But this is what what I'm doing to fix it. This is what this is when we perform. So, for instance, the Chrissy Metz character and This Is Us. Uh Her entire thing is about losing weight and changing, and so that's why we are allowing her to be in the space because she's working on fixing our fatness. So if we if we're always fixing our fatness, then we're never actually enjoying our who we are and, and who we are in the moment, and we're always apologizing for our existence. Yeah. Wow, this is super meta for early in the morning, Guru. Uh, <laughs> well, and so I, guess, <laughs> I feel like we're all over the place. No, we're but not. But it's all, it's, it's I don't feel like that. Okay, good. I always have a very different experience in my head than what it sounds like listening and to And I always have after. a different experience after it's recorded yeah. than what you experience. So this is good. You guys. You guys, enjoy your experience. Yeah. Experience. <laughs> but, so... I, I wanted to talk about that idea because there is a balance. We do need goals. We need mm-hmm. plans. We need to make, you know, directions for our future. Yes. But not at the cost of ex- appreciating and understanding what it is about Healthy us right boundaries. Now. Okay, so, balance, so we, we, yeah, balance and boundaries and gratitude. Yeah. So, so don't get so caught up in yeah. this idea of obligation. And we all have that. We have it within our culture. Mm-hmm. We have it within our society. Our society one is, I think, the one we're talking about today mm-hmm. where the, the world and Social media says we need to be this certain thing and we're not mm-hmm. fitting in. And I, I mean, hell, we just, I just experienced this last week with mm-hmm. casting mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I had an interesting week, guys. We'll get to back. I promise to get back to that story. But this mm-hmm. idea of like obligating ourselves to what other people think we should be. So we can put the words, I'm a good student. I'm mm-hmm. a good fatty. I'm mm-hmm. a good this. I'm a, well, we can put that word, in, which means 
well, I practice piano every day because that's what they want me to do. Oh, I'm a good student, and, and so I'm only getting a 4.5, and if anything less than a 4.5, 4.0 is failing, mm -hmm. and I'm a good this, and I'm a good that, and here's the thing. You may not be. You may be just performing your goodness mm -hmm. yeah. and missing out on, am I, am I there? Saying, yes. I'm getting it, guys. I'm getting it. Well, I have this experience very um, regularly when I go to an exercise class, when I go to yoga class, a dance class. Okay. This drive of, because I I'm usually the biggest person in the room at any given exercise class. Okay. Um, unless we're all the three of us are going to yoga and we're all amazing. That's no big yoga. deal. We're just but, incredible. <laughs> generally speaking, if I go to a yoga class, I'm usually the biggest person there. And so then I feel this pressure that I am representing all big people mm -hmm. and that maybe everybody's expecting me to be out of shape and terrible at this yoga exercise. Okay. So I'm going to fucking crush it. Oh my. And so there's that pressure of like, I'm going to show you what's what. Here's the thing. Generally speaking, nobody else cares. People aren't And it was like, Half the people in yoga have their eyes closed sure. if it's a good studio. But I have more than one time overextended or injured myself trying to do this thing so perfectly to show everybody else what I can do in this body. Oh my goodness. So it's that sort of pressure to perform and prove yourself or achieve something that you feel like maybe society is asking you for uh -huh. that can be detrimental. Sometimes if I'm doing it in a way that's mindful and helpful, mm -hmm. that's some good like positive pressure and encouragement to do things really well you know if me that's part of why you do yoga in a group and not just by yourself is because you're being motivated and pulled up and supported by the energy of the room mm -hmm. but I one time fully pulled my hip I was at some terrible kickboxing class oh my god I signed up for a Zumba class but that instructor wasn't there and so some other friggin weirdo came and just had us high kicking for a full 45 <laughs> minutes it was bullshit no like all right but I hurt myself because I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the best person in this class. Oh, my goodness. But that was, that was not what I needed. That, and and here's the thing. Me. Okay, so take this and parallel this to your own journey. Sure. Like, uh, let's take, you know what? I'm the best gosh darn, well, I almost cussed it. I'm the best gosh darn. <laughs> I know, but that particular <laughs> word really, like, did not speak. Gosh darn is fun. Gersh darn. I'm from Minnesota now, guys. Um, the best gosh darn uh, daughter-in-law. Sure. I'm, sure. I'm the best, I'm the best daughter-in-law. I, you know, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to cook the best pie. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can take this anyway. I'm the best kid. Mm -hmm. I'm the best daughter. When you have something to prove, mm -hmm. you are not being present in what it is that you need. You're not getting fed. You're not there. Oh my yeah. God. No, his eyes kind of lit up. It. Well, and I realize that what that is, the reason we do that is because we assume that if we are not the best at something, mm -hmm. that what we actually are is not worthy, that is not allowed to be in the space that your mother-in-law, if you don't cook exactly the pie that she taught you how to make that she expects, and she, she doesn't get your approval, you. yeah. you're, there's this huge amount of rejection, and rejection, it's not just a fat girl thing, it's not a big girl thing, it's a, it's a people thing. We yeah, all, I mean, think about any bully on the school playground, yeah. you know, one they sometimes they can turn into a bully and the reason is because they just fear if they're not like someone else that they can't, they can't achieve anything. And so you have, this is, this is, okay, so we're going to pair, we're going to take this back to our last podcast where we talked about the five words sure. and the things we want to represent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're dressed, you're ready to go, you're representing the things you represent and now you're in the situation where you've locked yourself in and you've obligated yourself to this idea and we're going to go back to best daughter-in-law for some reason or best wife <laughs> or best PTA mom. I don't know. <laughs> Choose one of those, you know, like more like those roles that we as women, yeah. cause I'm trying to empower women here that those roles that we as women, you know, take on and there's no reason for us to take that best basketball mom, best, you know, sports kid mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know all the words, but we parallel this idea. So we dress the part and then we don't stay true to ourselves. Yeah. And so we're unhappy. And when we're unhappy, who else is unhappy? Everyone else is around. Our kids are unhappy. Mm -hmm. Our husbands are unhappy. And and you know what? You may be struggling with this right now, and you're like, listen, I am being true to myself. I know what I want, and I'm not getting it. Mm -hmm. And that's also being present. I don't have your answer right now. Well, I think that <laughs> well, it's about compassion. It's, again, the idea, and because I struggle with this kind of perfectionism, where if I don't do anything exactly perfect, I'm not interested in doing it. Because if it's not an A, it's garbage, right? Oh, girl. That, well, and I'm well, this way with my photography, so sure. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I, if that if it's well, the so pressure is any similar, because here's the thing: if we're going for that perfect PTA mom, and 
what we actually are is a solid B mom, like that's still pretty good. A solid B mom okay. has a lot of fun with her yeah. kids. A solid B mom is a solid A she mom to her done. kids. And sometimes they're yeah. in the shirt inside out, but everybody survives. Exactly. You, the fine. shorty pants and the hair in a bun, <laughs> but you know what? You freaking made it. And your your kids, you know, your kids know that. And so it's the idea that what we're like when you set that goal that it has to be perfect mm -hmm. and if you get anything less than perfect you beat yourself up about it when I think the healthiest way to do this is if you're striving for perfection but you get pretty freaking good that's still okay and that is not a failure are we telling people to be average right now if that yes because no be I don't like the, I don't like that wording okay. I don't like that wording I'm sorry I'm gonna have to disagree with because you sometimes Live. what you can do <laughs> Is be average. No, that doesn't make no, you no. I don't know. I'm not saying for everything. No, I'm not saying. That. I'm saying the word shouldn't be average. I'm disputing the word average because here's the thing: if you are trying your best, then that is a hundred percent perfect. I'm gonna dispute the idea. Here's the thing: we're going back to the comparison. If we're gonna compare ourselves, we're never gonna measure up ever, ever, ever. You fail at life, go. That's what it sounds like. So for me, I'm saying, listen, if you were trying, my father used to say this to me, and I grew up in a very confusing household. My father was very Caucasian. My mother was very Asian. So on one hand, my mom's like only A's, anything less than an A, and not even just like a normal A, like 100% mm -hmm. mm -hmm. with the bonus points, 103, 105%. Mm -hmm. Those were the grades that I was supposed to be getting. And my mm -hmm. father's like, as long as you tried your best, I'm not, like, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. You're doing great. So there was a lot of conflict mm -hmm. in my head. But here's what it came down to. When you can't achieve the 100%, when it is your thing, when you're, like, if your thing is, you know, I don't know, painting lampshades and that's your, that's your thing and you can do this thing, go do it at 105% and make it happen. Mm -hmm. But there may be some, for me, I'm really good at negotiating. Love negotiating. That's my thing. But ask me to talk about politics mm -hmm. or, like, the government, because my mom and dad wanted me to become a lawyer. They're like, mm -hmm. she's so good at negotiating, she should be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But it was so difficult, the concepts, the understanding. I managed to get through poli-sci in college with a, like a low C. Mm -hmm. And it was the best C of my entire life. Mm -hmm. That C was my everything. And that mm -hmm. was not average. That's average based on everyone else's comparative standards. I tried my damnedest. I had all-nighters. I was in study groups. I was working so hard mm -hmm. to get that C, to get through college. And I'm not mad at I mean, I pulled my GPA up with those other 100%. So I, I think you misunderstood. I'm like, I don't like the word average, guru. <clears throat> <laughs> what I'm saying is you put your all into it. You tried your hardest, and you got that C, and you should be proud of it. And you should because be. Because for me, we talked about my math skills. Uh -huh. I worked hard to earn those middle C's, and I was proud of that shit because they were not D's and S. Okay, so and that Because we're going to have those things that we're not perfect at. That's not everything about us. You can have your things that you're not going to be great at, and as long as you're paying attention and you're putting more energy into things that do make you feel accomplished and make you feel happy, mm -hmm. it's okay to not be great at everything. That's like don't be all don't around. Don't obligate average. yourself to this idea that the so the the society says you have to have an A. I love, why are we coaching students right now? I don't know, but it's, I'm just like well because we've all been students. We yeah. all understand students. Yeah. We all understand what it was to be that little kid in math class yeah. in like third or fourth grade or whatever class it was for, English, spelling, whatever, and feel mm -hmm. that sense of failure mm -hmm. wash over our body and not know what to do with it yeah. because we were taught that that was failing. Yeah. And so we have to get to a point now where we're like, you know what, we're, we're freaking adults. We're not getting grades anymore. We shouldn't compare ourselves to the cute kid in class. Mm -hmm. We are the cute kid in class. We mm -hmm. are our biggest – our biggest priority is ourselves and obligating ourselves and attaching – if you think of us like marionette puppets with all those strings, mm -hmm. my question is, what if you, what if like the mar the puppet could do whatever it wanted, mm -hmm. it was completely mobile and self-sustaining, I don't know, AI, let's get geeky, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, you take a string mm -hmm. off the hand and you attach it to an obligation, you know, to attach it to your mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Now your hand, and you lose control of your hand, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm over here. I'm waving my hand around. You now will have obligated yourself with this sort of invisible string mm -hmm. to someone. what someone else wants you to do. So You're, it's no longer right. in your control to sort of live this free life. Right. And that's where, like, I don't know. That's how I feel about obligations. This idea of I'm this. there is no perfection because here's the thing. Some In the 80s, it was all about flat asses. 
Do you remember? Now we're all about big asses. Well, what do all the small asses do? Like, there's no perfect across the board. You know what's mm -hmm. been perfect across the board? People who treat themselves well. People who are fun to be around because they are. you can expect them to be who they are. Sure. People who love themselves. People who take care of themselves. People who don't demand you take care of them. Sure. And that you cannot... You cannot take care of others if you've, you know, basically strung yourself to a 18 a to 20 obligations yeah. of what everyone else thinks you need to mm -hmm. be. And it sucks. So I guess maybe what the thesis statement that I, I'm trying to is understanding what your strengths and limitations are, mm -hmm. being compassionate and genuine about those things, appreciating what you're kick-ass at. And being nice to yourself about what you're not so great at. Like, that's all. And be careful who you attach yourself to. Sure. And when you do, if you do decide to attach yourself, like, kids are a little bit di a different different ball game here. But the boundaries. Know yourself and know mm -hmm. your boundaries. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Guys, take care of yourself. Yeah. And especially, like, in your head. All the stuff we've talked about today. And so I want to actually talk about, if you don't mind, shift the idea of obligation towards dating a little bit since we've been sure. on so, a dating right. Um. And we talked, we have a good friend, um, and we were talking about like, oh, you know, she's like, I just, I just want to be able to have one night stands. And I was like, oh girl, you are not a one night stand kind of, kind of chica mm -hmm. because you tend to like, you, you want to stick it out and you want to figure it out and, mm -hmm. and that's okay. It mm -hmm. was okay. I, I mean, it, we were, we were close enough that I felt like I could say that without mm -hmm. being judgy, but pr it was very protective. Like mm -hmm. I want to protect you from getting in another situation and they can be, his thing, they can be very dangerous. Like, you know, girls, let's talk about it for a second. You know that sympathetic blowjob you gave? I know, girls, like, oh my. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want him to leave me alone and he won't stop bugging me. I'll just give him a blowjob and he'll and it'll be alone. over. And it'll be over. No more blowjobs. No, if it's not well, a, well, yeah. Yes. So, and. So it's this idea of obligation, yes, right? Okay. Right. Sorry. I well, know. Well, the idea of not rocking the boat. Because if. You're, you've gotten into this dating situation, you like the guy, mm -hmm. you are wanting to keep up, and maybe you've portrayed yourself as a super like happy-go-lucky, cheerful, fun person, and if you're having a bad day, yeah. you have to fake that because you're, this person is seeing you and you don't want them to see you in, in like a You don't want them to leave situation. you. You don't want the rejection. Yeah. I feel like rejection <laughs> seems to be this, this sort of like umbrella thing that we're trying to avoid mm -hmm. when rejection might be the thing that we it should be, be protecting you, y'all. Protecting you from yourself. That rejection, I mean, okay, so we all play, have we video games and we all yeah. like, you know, the end, we always, you know, at, at any like, well, you know, I don't even know. We die at some point in this video game. That is a form of rejection. Like you didn't make it to the next level, mm -hmm. but what if you get to start somewhere else? Like you start over at a different point because you've and learned you something and you get to do it better. And that's what I have. Okay. So I, cause I'm experienced with this particular thing. Rejection seems to be my bag guys. Aren't you mm -hmm. lucky? Um, <laughs> but getting rejected, like has it, it, it not only does it make you stronger, you almost start thinking it a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. thank you so much for showing me, who you really are and how you don't fit into my life. Mm -hmm. That like I have no desire. I am like I have no desire to to perform this. And the fact that you are so insistent that I give this to you when mm -hmm. I am not happy about it. Yeah. Please go. Please like thank you for showing me who you really are. Yeah, I need you so to like, I can get out of the way. There's a chance for you. Don't forget to take sort of a little bit more control and, and be a part of this situation and say, listen, this is this is my job too to be a part of this and you also reject them like and I've done it and I've had there have been guys who have like yelling matches and I was like listen I'm not interested and yeah. I don't know how to explain to you that I'm oh, not man, I've been kind I've been nice I've been this but you obviously the more you talk mm -hmm. the more I realize you're not somebody I want to introduce to my friends mm -hmm. you're not and so when you think about this the sort of the dating parallel to this obligation by sort of submitting yourself to the situation that you are not excited about, mm -hmm. you then also take that away from yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we can go as far as jealousy. Like, this this idea of being rejected, quench that fear just a little bit. It's not as big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. It is not. Actually, it might be the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's not just the end. It, the word sounds so awful. 
But how many people have talked about, like, I got rejected after job, after job, after job, after job, and now suddenly I'm like a, you know, Hollywood movie star and amazing mm-hmm. things have happened to me. Yeah. There's a journey there and you don't know where it goes and these rejections could literally be like, eh, this isn't your door. Right. Oh, no, this is, Maybe it could be correct. protecting you. It's a bumper yeah. car ride. Yeah. And these are your bumpers or bumper bowling. Think yeah. of it as like bumper bowling. You're never going to get to the <laughs> pins if you constantly end up in the gut, you know, in yeah, the gutter. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm using myself into that gutter. We are real all over the places with our metaphors. The metaphors are so necessary, though, I feel like, because people actually can visualize this idea of, like, okay, so I'm at a bowling alley. I take this bowling ball, and I'm going to go. And this is is a decision I want, and I want this one thing, and the goal is at the very end. Mm -hmm. But I got distracted, Mm -hmm. and I end up in the gutter. And so these these rejections are kind of like our little balloons in the alley that just, like, Mm -hmm. we bounce off of. And... Ooh, that wasn't great. Ooh, mm-hmm. and so we're standing there watching it, mm-hmm. but ultimately we get to the we end and to our goal. Y'all. And so I li- I like the idea of like p- sort of pulling that obligation. You know what you should be obligated to? You should be obligated to yourself. Yeah. You should be obligated to your desires and your dreams your and personhood. Exactly, you your spirit and your soul and your who you are to live in this life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is what you should be obligated to. The decisions you need to make. Mm-hmm. And and if you have a family. Realize that they are, yes, they are part of this obligation, but at the same time, we should change the word into joy. Like, it is our pleasure to be with them. Right. Well, because there's, there's bad obligations, there's good obligations. Yes. There's good obligations that keep a society moving, a family moving, and then there's the ones that are soul-crushing and don't work for us, where if you're in a healthy family system and you hate doing the dishes, it hurts your back, it makes your hands hurt, like everything... But if you're in a rigid and unhealthy family system, they're going to force you to do the dishes until your hands bleed. If you're in a healthy family system, they'll recognize, hey, doing the dishes aren't for you. Can you vacuum instead? And somebody else can take over that. Yeah, there's, there's an exchange. There's a, you know what? That's great. And a good obligation, and a good obligation. flexibility. It's flexibility, but there's an energy exchange that makes you not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, any guilt that self-imposed is different than someone else imposing guilt upon you. Mm-hmm. But in a good, healthy exchange in this situation, that there is no guilt. There is respect. There's respect and there's a healthy energy exchange. It's like, yeah. oh, I can vacuum. And there's an empowerment. Sure. Don't forget about feeling like super empowered by this exchange. And and that's that's what relationship. I mean, I do this all the time with my friends. I'll cook. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have to ask. Like someone's like, oh, you cooked. I'll do the dishes. And I was yeah. like. I'm living my best life right now. I loved it so much, you know, and, and, and it's hard because I, I didn't grow up this way. When you make a mess, you clean it up. Sure. That is the end. Yeah. And now we ha- I have this system where I'm like, oh, there's an energy. So I, it, it, it empowers me to, oh, I want to create more. Oh, I want to do this more. Or, or I want to be a better friend. Oh, I want to be a better daughter-in-law. Yeah. And it's not better. Better meaning like I want to show her what I can do. Right. Out of the love of, I can, I can, you know what I'm good at? I'm good mm-hmm. at compassion. Mm-hmm. And so everyone else is running around doing things, but you know what I can do? I can sit next to you and I can support you. Yeah. And because it's true to you, it means more. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of, I like that. I like the idea of good obligation being a good energy exchange, a little bit empowering, you know, no, no imposed guilt. Flexible. Flexible. Understanding. Compassionate. All the good words. All the, for those Christians out there, all the fruits of the spirit. Love, mm-hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, tenderness. And so, yeah. wow. so we've got all this stuff. Like those are important things to sort of gauge our obligations to. Mm-hmm. Like and who are you obligating yourself to? Your husband, your whatever. At some point, if this person isn't sort of fulfilling mm-hmm. the, the love needs that you have or you're feeling obligated to it, it's time to maybe step back and start taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and putting yourself first again until the other person realizes, oh, this is how you want to be mm-hmm. respected. Because no one can respect you if you don't know how you want to be respected. True. You you, if you're true. bouncing all over the place and you're like... Like RuPaul <clears throat> says, how the hell are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself? I got that wrong. Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I'm, say love. And don't fuck it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, so all of this, I, I I was thinking about this. We were talking about one of my fears when I try to hit on a person, when I wanting to start that. I'm taking a leap. Follow Ooh, me here. I'm going. When I want to hit on a person, it's the this obligation, this societal pull, this pressure that I have is that gulf of I know I'm amazing. I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm wonderful. 
but I am not maybe what society says I should be. I'm not thin, I'm not long-haired, I'm not wearing heels, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I feel confident that I'm rad, but making that leap over that gulf to like bringing somebody else, like, hey, are you interested in this? It's the fear of what if what they want is more thin, more high-heeled, more whatever. It's the making taking that risk and saying, hey, are you into this or not? Yeah. What's well, your rejection? It's, like, that difference between, like, I know I'm awesome, but I know that not everybody else is on board with my awesomeness because society tells me that they're not. Oh, God, but you're never going to find out. Okay, I had so many thoughts. May I, may I, are Please. we, are we at a place where I can? Yeah. Okay, so my first thought is it sounded so parallel to that high kicks class, the accidental <laughs> kickbox <laughs> situation where you're like, I'm going to do it better, I'm going to do it, and until I'm the best, I'm just not going to, like, in, it sounded a little bit like that, like, I don't measure up. Here's the thing, no one measures up. I told mm -hmm. you about the girl in the bathroom when mm -hmm. I came to L.A., I came in, like, a t-shirt and jeans. I was working on set. I was just, like, doing production assistant at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the bathroom with this girl dressed up in this tight little dress. And she was all of society's most amazing things, right? Mm -hmm. And she's standing there, and she is looking so good. And I get in the bathroom, and she looks at me, and she just starts sobbing. Like, she makes yeah. eye contact with me. She starts crying. And I look at her, I'm like, uh, what's looking like? I'm like, I'm like, a, okay? I'm, I'm like a little baby from Missouri. Like, yeah. are you okay, honey? Like, mm -hmm. what do I do? You know, I'm in my tennis shoes that are like, I shouldn't, honestly, they shouldn't have let me in the door. I just was with someone. Yeah. And so and she looks at me and she's like, you're just like so perfect. And no one's going to even look at me. And I was like, oh my, and that was life change. Luckily, I had this experience. Yeah. I hope that all of you women at some point have a weird experience in the women's room where it like, it's like, what the fuck? But at the same time, life changing. Mm -hmm. This was my, oh my God. Where am I that this could be? And I'm when I tell you, I was it was like there was dust on my shirt. Like mm -hmm. I looked at no makeup, hadn't yet twisted my eyebrows, like well, all this stuff. And right. so I, I parallel this to you when mm -hmm. I say like, and on the on top of everything else, I went to the bartender who there was like 20 women trying to like hit on him. He was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just went up and I ordered my drink and he gave it to me on the house, mm -hmm. gave me a wink and said, That is an excellent choice, and moved on. And these girls were like who are you? And I'm sitting here thinking, it will never matter because you don't know. Right. You never know. And so it's not about, for me, it was never about rejection. It's just like, hey, this? No. Okay. Hey, this? No. Sure. Okay. Like, and I'm pointing and I'm like right. bouncing about over here. But it is, yes, I'm not going to say like, you see me. So we, we've gone to mixers, you and I, mm -hmm. where like, they're like, Okay, here is a bingo game, and you need to fit all, like... Um, social skills bingo. Yeah, social skills game. bingo. So, Guru, we get in the room, and I instantly, I go, I suddenly, like, get... like there, And I lock up. You shut down hard. I shut down so hard, and I'm standing, I'm like, what do I do? I have to talk to all these strangers about something on a sheet? So, it's this this grid, and each one has, like, I have a dog. I've been to Spain. I love And you just give them the sign-up. Get someone's you phone find number. You somebody that has that skill, like... And so the reason why it set me free, I was a, a social she butterfly. She had a mission. Never... Yes, she, I had to follow her around on her little tailcoat wings. It was very like, much a swap. It was very just I'm following Tresla around at a party. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Just help me. And, and like, people would come to me like, do you need me to fill out? And they felt bad for me. Do you need me to help you with your sheet? Where is it a club? I'm like, hey, guys. Like, right. what's up? So there, it, it, again, your importance, the comparison, who you are, I mean, that's, I mean, that's where you picked up a guy you had been dating for several months. Well, like, so, and the difference was, because, like, again, making that leap from, um, like, the, the pretense of, hey, I think I'm awesome, and I think you're cute, let's see if the two of us can, like, make things work, that risk, having that job to do, I'm talking to you not because I think you're cute and I'm taking the emotional risk of telling you you're cute, I'm talking to you because you just need to sign this paper. And so once that task was out of the but way what, of wait 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 what, okay well but thing. i have to ask so there's a moment with this paper right and you want mm -hmm. them to sign this paper but you lock eyes with them mm -hmm. the first thing you do is you like scan the room you lock eyes with someone right mm -hmm. and you know whether it's okay to go mm -hmm. or whether it's not okay to go right like you're mm -hmm. like oh not him oh, so no. you do i don't you don't you just literally okay because i'm I, wandering around <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then maybe so that's what happens. I lock eyes, and the and that's the first thing I do. Right. Uh, usually, sometimes there's just different. Sometimes I actually just like 
tripped over. I'm clumsy a little mm-hmm. bit. I'll just like trip over you and be like, oh, hi, we're friends now. Mm-hmm. And I've done this many times, but I'm saying for like, there's a moment, if you've ever done this where you lock the eyes, you'll know immediately like, oh, they're not, they're not. And it's not rejection. It's just moving on. And you'll sure. see like, we go to gay clubs all the time and you'll see those guys just standing there and they're just staring and scanning. Yeah. And groups. That's what I said. They're locking eyes to see which one like yeah, is okay, okay and then they can go talk to. Which, by the way, I am in <laughs> awe of those skills. I see those dudes doing that. It's incredible. But here's the thing. Once me. you ladies or gentlemen open up this idea. Well, gentlemen, it's a little bit more difficult. But with ladies, once you open up this idea of eye contact and everything else, it remember, you can't undo it. Once you start, you cannot do such a weird Once you start, because that sounds the, awful. Because here's the thing: you'll go to Target and be like, "Oh, he's in." Well, yeah, like you'll know, and and at first you're like, "Everyone's seeing me." It's very like, mm-hmm. it's either very just like I don't want to be seen anymore, so, or yeah. you can be like, "Oh, hi, this is my new place where I go to have sure. compliments." Well, and so I, my struggle <laughs> is with because. I will start a conversation with any woman. I will start a conversation with any man, any gay man. And say, usually, I I am fearless. I make great relationships. But the moment? The moment it's a straight dude that I think there might be some potential for some. And also, any dude that I know is, like, married, like, cool, then we're friends. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's that idea of if I can't define myself in a role that is asexual and unromantic, I am terrified and I just, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't even, in my mind, you have to no, understand. It doesn't it, even make sense. It <laughs> makes no sense to me that you wouldn't, like, just, like, open your little scalies off your yeah. eyes just for a second mm-hmm. and give it a little peekaboo and then close them down well, and so, see if, like, oh, he, okay, I'm feeling that. Well, so here's the other thing. Because I'm, I'm trying to bring it back to this pressure and obligation. It's this pressure of I need to look a certain way because then, you know what it is? is this assumption that I am somehow gross and unlovable, and so me imposing my flirting onto this handsome straight person, they'll be, like, grossed out and no thank I'm you. Really, I'm struggling with well, telling you, is, I, and I and you're sharing it, so I'm, like, trying not to, but part of me well, is like, listen, stop talking but, about my friend this way, that's really right. rude. Well, please trust, I know yes. that that's not true, but this is the kind of automatic that like that negative thought we talked about like a long time ago. Yes. We'll probably talk about it in therapy if you ever. It doesn't therapy. go away. You have it to is, get past the trigger. Yes, it is so difficult for me, and mm-hmm. I'm not there. And so that is why bringing it back to obligation and pressure. Mm-hmm. Almost every dating experience I've had, I've found myself tolerating or putting up with a person that I'm not really that attracted to because they are attracted to me. And I find myself making it work. Oh my because god! Nobody else is making. Yeah, it because what chance. if this is my last chance? I'm finally getting or some affection. Nobody else attention. is in this line. Let's see what's up with this dude. And so I want to encourage you that you didn't look hard enough, or didn't open your eyes to see sure. who might else want to be in that line. Sure. Sorry, I'm not mad at you. I just, <laughs> I just can't even believe that you. Okay, first of all. Just let me validate the fact that you're excellent at flirting, and it is fucking adorable. (laughs) And if you ever have the pleasure of flirting with my friend, you are one lucky whatever gender or whatever you've decided you are. We'll flirt forever. She's so, and the tear toss and the giggling. I mean, you should be delighted at how much she's going to laugh at what you're bringing to this table. I mean, she's just, it's not hard to make you laugh or enjoy the moment. So she's present with you. She's great. All the things that she's, she is with you. So I just want to ing- validate that, first of all. I know I've told you before, but we're just going to do it again because I just can't yeah, even believe it. Yeah, on the record. Yes. And, but here's the other thing I think of. Like, okay, what upsets me as your friend and what upsets you about me when I do it mm-hmm. is that we sit in a room with someone that we are like, mm, but they're into me, though. Yeah. And I like that they're into me. And so right. you have to just, is this an ego boost? And are you yeah. hurt? Like, you don't also want to be a jerk. Yeah, because, yeah. You don't that makes you a jerk. Yeah. To, to sit in a room who's someone genuinely interested in you and and just because you need that validation. Right. and to take and, their time. And yeah, because now you've, like, you've, you've, in a sense, obligated yourself to someone mm-hmm. who isn't someone you want to give your time yeah. to. And I don't want you to... And also, you haven't really... I don't know if that's blaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you scanned the room properly. Right. Because well, I see things yeah. she doesn't see, yeah. and there's sometimes I'm, like, not even worth pointing out. Or if you do point them out, but she's not ready for it, 
it's a little bit like, ooh, and I don't want to put her in a situation where suddenly she's walking like a robot and I'm like, am I doing this right? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? Yeah, it's, very, it's a very sudden, fun, and it's hilarious because the other person then like enjoys them more, but she's not enjoying it. And so as my friend, I feel like you should be enjoying the experience. And um, I hate it. It's so terrible. And, she, and she's like, I don't know what to do. And then we leave and she's like, he was so great. And I'm like, what's right. happened? And so I, I want to encourage you in this moment. I, I'm going to have to figure out how to do the social skill bingo mm-hmm. situation where I'm like, I have an actual question to ask. I can't just say hi. You know what? And then you like have to, I need, I, I would love it if you could just pull the little scales off your eyes and just peep under for just little second yeah. and just scan the room for someone who's making eye contact yeah. or are looking at you and appreciating what you brought in and they may not be interested in any more than appreciating you sure. but that can be and, and also look around and see they're not rejecting you they're just letting you know I'm not interested it's a very yes that is a big thing that my lizard brain can't wrap my head around is that for some reason I can't make that jump because that rejection does feel like it's not Awful black and white. Pain. It's not that big a deal if somebody's why would not you, into you. Why do you want them? Who cares? You tell me this all right? the time with I my know. dating. Like, if he's not into you, let it go. We can say it, but it's hard to it's do it. It's hard you guys. to do it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so parallel this again. I'm all about the parallels here because that's how I sort of operate my life these days. Parallel that to your mom-in-law. Parallel that to your sister, to your family, right. to your work situation. Like, well, and then here's, like, realistically speaking, this dude at a bar not being interested in you is not going to be as uncomfortable uncomfortable as your mother-in-law hating your cooking. Like, yeah. realistically, it's but worse because you thing. have to keep this relationship with if this person. If she hates your cooking and your husband loves it, okay, that's wonderful. Well, fine. You know, just don't cook for her anymore. Yeah. And when she says, where is it? Just say, you hated it. <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe that's We're ordering it. <laughs> I've decided that you don't like it, and so I figured we just order from your favorite restaurant instead you know until you can teach me how you like it I don't know put it on them I'm big I just I know that this is a different kind of podcast but put it on them if they're gonna throw it at you feel free to pick up the ball gently and gently hand the ball back into their court and say this sounds like a you issue not a me issue so we're gonna do something I like there you go and if they're like well I'm getting it just like that's lovely pick up the ball and gently hand it back like you would like a two-year-old You know, this sounds like a you thing. And again, why don't you show me how to cook the pie? Sure. Why don't you show me how to do this? Why don't you show me how you like the house? Like, Mm -hmm. the yelling and screaming isn't going to work. And it sucks. Speaking as someone who has been stuck in it for a long time. So I want to tell you, as your friend, there's more happening than you know. You do not need to sit at a table with a man or a date. Mm -hmm who adores you and I mean if you need the adoration maybe you should be like I really appreciate how you adore me and long for me and desire me however I am not interested yeah and but obviously do it please do it much more gently than I just said (laughs) and and but let it go because here's the thing this person also needs to be set free to go find whatever they need to find they're on a journey as well yeah and there's no reason to be an asshole in this life we have too many running around already for serious well, and that's, I feel like this is a, another thesis statement, is everybody deserves to have somebody that is so excited about them. Yes, a hell yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's not a yes until it's a hell yes. Yeah. Do you want me to, do you want to give me a blowjob? Hell yes, I do. <laughs> and you are lucky for this. Yeah. And not, if it's not a hell yes, I don't know why the blowjob. Do you want to go down? If they're not saying hell yes, it's not as fun for you. Ladies, let's turn it up back to us. If they want to, you're like, do you want to go down? No. Mm-hmm. Like, if they say, okay, well, obviously you're just like, oh. You know, you're never going to get there. It's not going to be fun. We're So, I'm saying maybe next time. But, yes. So, that should be... I really am, like, sexually frustrated today. (gasps) Okay, it's fine. That's fine. I just drank my matcha latte. I want to wrap this up in a pretty bow. I feel like we did a good job. Again, my experience is that we were all over the place. But hopefully we'll listen to it. I feel like sometimes we have to go through these weird puberty phases where we're, like, just stumbling about, figuring it out. Because here's the thing... I feel like that makes us real yeah. for, for the people who are listening, who are struggling with anything in their life. We all do. I'm obligated. I feel mm-hmm. so obligated all the time and I'm constantly mm-hmm. like plucking the strings and they, oh, the other thing is they get mad when you pluck the string. Mm-hmm. You should, the, just a heads up. It sounds really easy. Like, oh, we just won't obligate ourselves. And we all know the reason why mm-hmm. we cringe is because once you pluck the string and sort of get rid of that obligation, there comes a shitstorm a little bit. Because you've probably been fulfilling a need for that person. Or worse yet, they don't say a thing and they just disappear. And that one's very hard for That's me. That's very sad. Well, here, it seems very sad, 
But I had this happen with someone. She was a friend of mine in Hawaii, and we had been friends for 10 years. And when and then one day she just went crazy, and she started screaming. And she was like, I can't believe you did this, blah, blah, and then just blocked me. Wow. And I had a whole, like, melt. I started crying because, I, you know, I just moved here. I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I was trying. And then about five minutes into my cry, I stopped crying, and I went, holy crap, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It felt so liberating because this this string that I had, I was like, every time she calls it something bad, mm. I'm having to help her. I'm having to figure, she's just like opened up a bunch of new space in my life. Mm-hmm. And she's, and it was very like, she's really missing out on a good friend. I feel bad for her right mm-hmm. now. And it was very weird because it was not at a stage where I would have ever said that. Mm-hmm. And I was fine five minutes later. And the guy I was with was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I am now. Nah, I was like, I don't have the answer. I'm free. <laughs> yeah, I'm free. Like, I just freed up a good, like, five hours a week of my time uh, to do anything else. Instead of listening to someone cry constantly about how bad their life was. And me, like, constantly not feel like... And then never have any energy exchange. It was yeah. just one way energy. Right. And suddenly I got to, she cut off the channel and I went, I get all this back. Yeah. And so realize that it does come, I don't want to use the word consequence, but it does come with a reaction. A reaction has an mm-hmm. equal and opposite reaction. Right. So in this, it does come with a reaction. Some of them are good. So just take a moment. Mm-hmm. Breathe re- take Take a moment, breathe, react mm-hmm. to what you are truly feeling. All of them, they're going to be like 15, just like, Mm-hmm. hit you and then look at it just look at it and 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 don't run don't don't run give it 10 minutes before you run okay mm-hmm. don't run and look at it and really look at what the change is going to bring yeah. like okay but I hated this mm-hmm. I hated this so this has to do and I'm going through it right now so I get it guys who are trying like I'm it's a it's a really hard obligation that I have been like having to pluck little tiny threads of the string one at a time mm-hmm. until I can finally just sort of let it go. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. So I just want to warn you guys just because, you know, I don't want all of a sudden, I did it and now everything sucks. It doesn't suck very long. Yeah. It doesn't suck very long. And it, it, it is recognize what you're giving back to yourself and the, 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 the freedom yeah. To be who you are and be present because that's what we want for you is happiness. Yeah. Felt very preachy at the end there. I know. Well, and that's, I'm, I'm also struggling with that preachiness, but hopefully it's helpful. It's if called it's not coaching. Ignore it, this it's is coaching. Fine. There this you is, go. This is your in the locker room go to speech. Talk. Yeah. We're like, you it. know what? I know you got out there and it's a battlefield, guys. Yeah, you can do <laughs> but it. But you can do it. Get up. Pluck those strings. Get out there. Play the game. <laughs> like, I don't know. Get in there. This yes. is your locker room speech. Make that eye contact, girl. Yeah, make that eye contact and toss your hair and be like, oh, you gray, you not, you not black and white. All right. We love you. You're perfect. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Yay. Bye. Bye.